When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cherry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hello, 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 Cherry's World, and welcome. I got a treat for you today. I want you to meet somebody who's really special to me in my life. He has been like a mentor. He is my soulmate and one of my best friends in this whole entire world. Question, you want to guess who it is? How many of you know somebody who has actually fought Congress and won? That's right. Mr. Luther Campbell is in the house. A lot of you know him as Uncle Luke, but I want to introduce you to the man that I know. His name is Luther. Please give him a warm welcome, Cherry's World. This is Cherry's World. Making Memory Sale Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter, less is more events. Get out and lime. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Cherry's world, I don't really need to introduce this man because everybody knows who Mr. Luther Campbell is. Luke, this is Courtney. What's hey, up, sir? how you doing, Courtney? How you doing, man? I'm good. I can't complain. Nice Thank to you. meet you. Look at all them plaques on the wall. He's showing out. He's showing out over there. Yeah, plaques on oh, the wall. I like the plaques on the wall, though. Too many plaques on the wall. I was just talking to a friend of mine. He just reminded me how long we we have been locked up. He was like, "Yeah, I, I've been doing uh, my my church virtual church for five weeks." I was like, "Oh shit, it's been five weeks." 
Wait a minute. So your friend does virtual? You talking about a pastor or a preacher or something? Yes. See, this is what this is what I want people to know about Mr. Luther Campbell because everybody has this whole idea in their head, and that is not the man I know. When I did your intro for the radio show, I already did it, and I talked about how do they know anybody who's ever beat Congress before? Because I do, and he's gonna be on the show today. Oh. I want them to know that man. So can you take us on a journey, Lou? Take you on a journey. Of oh. Luther Campbell, not Uncle Luke. Because he Uncle Luther Luke Campbell, a Luther Campbell journey, I would say, I mean, I'm just like my story is similar to to most uh young people's story. Um, you know, grow up in the neighbor in the hood in uh Libby City. You know, it was five of us. Total seven of us in a two-bedroom house. Uh, we did have a yard, so it wasn't that bad. Bunk beds, and you know, my mom, uh, Bahamian, dad, Jamaican, and we just grew up in a house where you had to work. You had to make your, you know, do what you had to do uh, uh, to make your way. And so, fortunately enough, all my brothers, you know, ended up going to college, becoming who's who and sumo cum laude's and all that and that. I chose a different route. Uh, I was a tough guy on the streets for a little while. Really? Until I got shipped to DC, I had to end up staying in DC for for some time. Uh, so that I, so I don't end up getting getting uh, it, getting killed, uh, uh, getting put in jail for a long time. And so I learned that staying in DC, I learned uh, about business and seeing African-Americans doing good business. Cause you know, back then in Miami, it was, you know, either you just worked, you know, it wasn't too many African-Americans with, with their own businesses and, you know, moving around like there was in DC. So moved up there, came back, got in a DJ group. You know, uh, uh, I started DJing. So I became one of the best, biggest DJs in Miami. From that, start bringing down artists like Run DMC, T Rock, Divine Sound, uh, you name it, Mantronics, was a promoter and doing big skate rink parties and all that. So I kind of brought hip hop to Miami. It wasn't really happening. And so uh, from there, I didn't end up getting into the music business. Met two live crew, tried to find a deal for them, but I couldn't find a deal. Nobody wanted them. And then I was just like, Fuck it, I'll do it myself. And I ended up doing myself and uh, ended up uh, putting one record out. And then the, the mobsters that I put the record out through, because I, I manufactured, marketed, and distributed the record myself, uh, which I did. Say that well. one more time. Say that one more time, because most people don't know that. You did what? Say it one more time, boo. I manufactured, marketed, and distributed the record myself. Uh, Before Master P. There was no Master P. They give no, it wasn't no Master P. Actually, I tried to actually I tried to sign up Master P. I love Master P. That's my guy. That's my dude. You know, we share we share uh, a common bond in into uh, being being totally independent and being two individuals to create uh, uh, create our own and create from within. Uh, so, yeah, it was nobody. I mean, it wasn't nobody in the South. We were the first label in the South. Uh, doing hip hop music, there were other labels doing, you know, dance and R and B and things like that. But you know, once I started, I went to Atlanta, 
found the artist, went to uh, New Orleans, found the artist, and most of my artists came from Miami, and the rest is history. The rest is history. The man fought Congress. The man is a businessman. And that's who I want to talk about today, the businessman. Hey, businessman, after rap, there's been a whole, you are the mayor of Miami. I don't care what anybody says. I don't know why you haven't ran. Why, being the mayor of Miami, right, why haven't you just gone on and taken your seat and taken over? Well, I actually did run for mayor. You but did? I ran. I ran in a special election, which uh, the the current the, the mayor at the time had got impeached, and it was a special election. It wasn't a long campaign; it was a short one uh, that happened real fast. I got pretty much thirty percent of the vote. Uh, it came to a runoff with uh, with the with the three of us. Uh, it was about a field of probably twelve, and uh, I didn't win. Uh, which I didn't think I was going to win because it was a short election. Uh, but at the end of the at the end of the day, it was a great experience. But what I was trying to do, which is what I accomplished, which I created a constituent and a base of people that I could depend on, that depend on me uh, to then you know endorse candidates like right now, uh, in order for you to win. A becoming the mayor, county commissioner, school board member, uh, they need my endorsement in order to be able to win because I have so many, I have a block of voters, you know, young combination, young people, black people, white, Hispanic, Jewish, and I have a serious block of people that follow uh, my direction. So I have tons of people calling me, asking me for an endorsement, but I, again, I, I hear their platform because the platform needs to, fit, you know, what's the, the necessary things that the people need. Will you run again? Will I run again? I think I will. Uh, I think I'll probably run for Congress uh, in a couple of years. I'm just trying to, you know, I got to, you know, it's almost like every, anything. You got to get it out your system. I got to, you know, I got to get the, the music business totally out of my system. Uh, where I don't have to tour. I don't have to go perform. I could just do one thing uh, because when you when you work for the people, it's hard to separate yourself. Uh, and I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to short, short nobody. So I think I got to probably another couple of years of doing this, this entertainment business, uh, two, two or three years, maybe four at the most, and then eventually end up running for some kind of seat. But I like, I like Congress. I think I can go there and do, do some real damage. What about president? No. You sure? Not that. That's, I have, too, murky. That's too murky. <laughs> no. I have way more faith in you than what we have now. No, I ain't gonna, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, look, that dude there, ooh, we could talk all night about him. <laughs> we don't even need to go there. Go ahead, Courtney, I know you. <laughs> Well, well. First of all, when I first um, actually met Cherry and started doing business with Cherry, you were like one of the first people who she spoke very highly of. I didn't even know that you all knew each other like that. How did you uh, meet Cherry, and how you know how do you all know each other? The people like me who didn't know that. Man, I met Cherry many years ago. Many years ago. Many years ago. What what was she was dating a shoe salesman, and I was like this nice lady here. 
and, and he met me long before him. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> I never dated a shoe salesman. I always have to get to the shoe salesman story. <laughs> okay, I want to hear that. <laughs> I thought right to the shoe salesman. I mean, many many years ago. I mean, we just basically we basically hit it off. We used to hang out when I would go to LA. Uh, me, her, and uh, what's the other girl name? You want me to tell the whole story? Yeah, you tell the story. So, Mari Morrow and I, Mari Morrow and I went Mari. to, yes, for the University <laughs> for the University of Miami um, World AIDS Day. We were there doing demonstrations. The female condom had just come out, and Mari and I were demonstrating how to use the female condom. Long story short, I had I didn't this see that demonstration. By the way, you wouldn't <laughs> even talk to me. Like, tell the truth. So. When we came into Luke's radio show, Luke let us, he opened his doors and let us come in to talk about world is and everything we had going on. Well, he never spoke to me. He'd only talked to Mari. Mm. They said I was a little girl. So they were trying to be respectful of the little girl that was in the studio. This yeah. little big mouth girl ended up asking one question. Hey, Luke, how can you tell the difference between a gentleman's club and a strip club? I missed it. He sent my limo driver home. He ended up kidnapping us for the night and showed me the difference between a strip club and a gentleman's club. He called my mother. I was, I was, I was so young. I was like, wait, Luke, I can't go with you. I have to tell my mom where I'm going. And he was like, and oh, you paid me ever since. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was, that was, yeah, that was a crazy night. We hung out the whole, I think we hung out the whole entire night. We was at the at the Marlin Hotel. Yes, we, I almost missed my show, and that's where the radio show. You know, I don't know if you remember, but that's where I uh, I put uh, I discovered DJ Khaled and put him on my show, and that's wow. how he became uh, a big DJ. Uh, we would invite a lot of guests on there. Okay, uh, stay right there, Luke. You said you discovered DJ Khaled doing the radio show. Well, what Khaled was on a underground radio station, mm -hmm. and and I just thought he was different, and so I was doing a radio show. Well, I was getting ready to do a radio show on Ninety Nine Jams, uh, which eventually I ended up doing. So I was like, "Let me get this kid off of here, off this underground station, and create a team and a show." And he was a part of the show, and I brought him on there, and so I kind of introduced him to the masses. Uh, because nobody had no idea who he was and what he was. I, he would be hanging around. He was a guy that hung around uh, all the rappers and everything. So, you know, I just like this gift of gab. He was a DJ, local DJ, DJ that uh, uh, mostly reggae clubs. He was okay. playing reggae music. And when I put him on the show, you know, it was rough at the beginning because the radio station didn't really like him. You know, a couple of times he told me to kick him off the air. And I said, no, I'm not going to kick him off the air. Well, suspend him for a week. So I would suspend the show because I wasn't doing it for no money or anything like that. I said, well, we're all a take off. And uh, eventually, you know, people started liking him. Uh, he, he was a, a, a great character on the show. I'm watching Netflix now and Players Club is now on there. And you were on Players Club. You had the, the, one of the classic lines where you told her, and all of us men have been there. You, what you, what was your, what's your memory from uh, being on Players Club? And, uh, 
Oh man, my memory of, from being on Players Club, it was, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting because at that time that was like the height of my career. So, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you're hot, they want you to do everything. They want you to do things that you don't do. And so I always kind of wanted to mess around with, with acting. So Ice Cube asked me to come do it, um, do, do a cameo. Uh, so I, you know, I pro before that, I probably, I, I remember doing the, um, when they first asked me to, to get into acting, I took classes. Cherry probably don't know that. Um, I took classes and then I ended up uh, with this little old lady in Coconut Grove. Then I ended up, uh, uh, Cool Runnings was my first casting. I went to go and I went to read for that. I did not like it. I did not like people you know, <laughs> telling me, you know, I'm, I'm reading and a bunch of people sitting around and they're looking at me and staring at me and shit. And then I was like, I don't like this. And I just totally just stopped messing with a uh, movie because I did, I, I, they didn't prepare me for that part, you know? And, and so later on after that, Ice Cube hit me up and was like, man, I want you to come do this. Uh, uh, I'm doing this movie. So I, that was actually my first time uh, being on a movie set. Uh, and when I got on there, I just, you know, it was the whole hurry up and wait thing it was worse than a music video because it was like, all right, uh, you got a call time at 7 p.m. So I get there at 7 p.m. We don't shoot till 5 p.m., 5 a.m. And you, you know, I'm, I'm rapper, man. I'm running around like a chicken with Monday. Hold on, shit. Cause you know, if I'm going at seven o'clock, we we'll shoot maybe seven or eight. And then I got a club and a hotel full of girls waiting for me. and and all that, and that don't happen. It's like, you gotta stay, you gotta stay, you gotta stay. I mean, probably the best uh, people, uh, they they got me to stay, so I ended up staying. And then we shot, uh, I think the outside of the club scene first, we shot that. And with my, my man, God bless his soul, my security, uh, he's dead now. Uh, we shot that scene and that was, good and then the next day so I had to come back and shoot it again the next day and so it was the same thing five o'clock in the morning I was like fuck this I'm not going through this here <laughs> and we shot the end inside the club scene which was basically on on a set so it wasn't an actual club oh yeah we shot it on a set and when I went in there I was so fucking annoyed <laughs> I had lines they gave me lines and when the girl when the girl came in you know, I was like, look, it was five o'clock in the morning again. The girl came in and uh, she said, uh, no, before that, before I went and shot, it was a fucking earthquake. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. I mean, the whole thing, the light shaking and everything, it was like, yo, we in an earthquake. So it was a fucking earthquake. I'm like, <laughs> just my, you know, just my luck. I am in an earthquake. You know, and I'm, again, you know, I'm hot in the pants. I got to get to where I got places to go and things to do. So I rode it out and riding out the queue and the earthquake happened. Then we shot the scene where I was in there and the girl came in and fucked the lines. 
I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Then that girl, she came in uh, and I was like, get the fuck off me. So that was like, that was not written. It was like, I said, naturally said that. I believe it. me. And it was, hey, so everybody reminds me of that right now today. And y'all the first person to ask me. And this is probably the first time I ever told the story. In this, in this, yeah. Uh, uh, how it went, because I know everybody's like, who the fuck rode that? And I was like, hold on. And then they, we shot it and we just kept shooting. And then they came back and it was like, uh, that's not the line. Can you read, can you read, the, line? Can you read the, the shit on your side? And I'm like, okay, all right. So I read the line and they never used what they wrote. They used what I had. And then I left right after that. I hauled ass. I got in the car, okay, all right. Soon as they took a break to, to change the camera, I was gone. <laughs> my car, and it was like, no, 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 you gotta shoot some more. So if you look at the movie close, where the fight scene, that was, that's not me, that was the standing. Oh um, my God, he wanted to go, I remember he wanted to get on the plane. I'm leaving, I took my, I already had me a flight at the airport at 11 in the morning. I went straight to the airport. They were like, yo, you gotta come back. You gotta come back. No, y'all ain't tricking me with this shit no more. I'm leaving. <laughs> he was gone. I, I remember getting a phone call saying, I don't know how you do this shit. I can't just yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I ate. And then, but it, I mean, that was crazy. It was it was absolutely crazy. But then, then I, I kind of did a few more other films. But then, and then I kind of understood and liked it. But nobody prepped me for a set, the hurry up and wait, the sit down thing, and all that. See, see, me being a fan, I'm thinking just because you did Luke's Peep Show, that Players Club is just naturally. But you're saying it was you weren't at a strip club. It wasn't like y'all was in a strip club and they just said action. You were actually no, no, no. They did some. I mean. I mean, they did some creative, uh, some creative things like the actual club where we walked in. That was in the club. The club was on on a set. So uh, it, I mean, it was they 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 did a good job. They did a good job. I mean, it's it's crazy right now because what the movie was out twenty three years ago, and so when you do the math, you see all these young people who never saw the movie before, and now it's back out and wow. it's on Netflix, and everybody locked up in their house. So I'm getting all kind of phone calls like, yo, like the movie is new. Like yeah. the no. movie is 23 years old, it's crazy. One thing I can say, Courtney, you ever walk into the strip club with Uncle Lou is just like that. Like they might not have the lights going off and stuff, but every girl in there rushes to mm, be with yeah. Luke. But Luke has this crazy sick energy that I have been on the elevator with Luke and some 40-year-old straight church women get in the elevator, by the time we get to the first floor, they are totally different people. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that's actually one of my, oh, okay, we, we'll do that later on. But that's funny you say that. <laughs> no, it's true. You could go ahead and do it now. They are totally different people. And I'm like, what happened? Because, okay, so Luke touched on my mother doesn't like Luke. It's not that my mother doesn't like Luke. I was an underage little girl. <laughs> who went to Miami for a job and ended up hanging out with Luke and almost lost, like missed my flight. But I didn't know anything about Luke's peep show. I had never seen Luke's peep show. 
I did have a two live crew album. I had one, um, one. we're having some fun. My mom confiscated it. Malcolm Jamal Warner actually gave it to me. Thank you, Malcolm. But my mom confiscated it because I had to be like 12? At the, at the from me. And here we are friends 20 years later. 20 something years later. I absolutely positively adore Luke. Anybody who knows me knows that I adore Luke. He has been an amazing mentor, a friend, and the love of my life. Luke, can I tell them the most important lesson you ever taught me, or is that a little bit too much? No, you can tell them. I, against my mother's will, (laughs) drove my car up to meet Luke. Uh, I won't say where it is, because I don't want to give people's wives (laughs) antennas but there was a music convention going on right oh music convention (laughs) yeah there there was a music convention going on and luke had like this dj booth he had converted this suite into like a party right and i was sitting down and i was eating chicken wings and they were hot wings they was good i had shit all over my fingers and luke says stand up real quick and look around the room i had been missing this whole party because he gave me a plate of food and if anybody know me, they know I love food. So I didn't really know what was going on. Luke said, stand up. I stood up. He kind of put me under his, his armpit. And he said, look around this room. Do you see any condoms? Words cannot describe what was going on in this room, okay? But there was a whole yeah. bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, and a whole bunch of stuff. And Luke said, you don't see one condom. But most of these men are married. In fact, all of them are married. And he looked at me and he said, love, I was, I was still in his armpit. He said, love yourself and trust yourself and don't trust no man ever. And I was like, okay. And he said, now sit your ass down. And he got back on the microphone and kept doing what he was doing. And I sat back down. Stomach was kind of hurting now because of the stuff that I had seen and I couldn't imagine. But growing up in the industry, it's like you are kind of just thrown into the wolves. And instead of Luke being a wolf, Luke was a protector. Yeah, and that's and, and that's dope that you say that because you know a lot of people would never want to believe that that side of Luke because of you know the two live crews, the, the, the peep shows, and stuff like that. And I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because that you know people just want to keep you in that character as Uncle Luke. How do you feel about that though, Luke? When you hear Cherry says, gives the real about you, and then you know other people think another way about you. Well, it's, you know, my my close friends, all my close friends and people who know me, they know me, you know what I'm saying, uh, for who I am and the type of person I am. Uh, Other people, they may pass judgment. Most people think my house is full of half-naked women or naked women. Uh, Guilty. they think, I, they think I, I like girls with big booties, which Guilty. I don't. Uh, you know, and 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 uh, you know, and and so you know, everybody has their own. It's almost like it's almost like reading the Bible. Everybody have a different interpretation of of what they're reading, you know. And and there's so much propaganda. You know, so many people looked at the news and. Because the reporter on the news, you felt like you could trust and believe what he's saying. You believed him when he said uh, Luther Campbell, misogynistic pig, he's corrupting the minds of young people and the music, and it needs to be banned. So 
people believe that, you know, because again, the idiot box will, that idiot box will mess around with people's minds. So they'll give you this idea of, you got a good idea of me, you know, and most people think they know you. And so I, I, I you know, I, I, I you know, I have a little small circle of friends. You know, they defend me more than I defend myself because I personally don't give a shit. I personally feel, you know, because I'm going to do me, I'm going to do what I got to do. Uh, uh, but they do more defending who I am and the type of person I am because everybody, everybody knows somebody. That's why I never pass judgment on no person, you know, based on how they look, uh, what character they play. So I know. My role in, in the hip hop music business and my character has been the guy who gets the girls and get the party going and tell everybody we want this and we want that and uh, it's all sexually driven. I understand that as my character, but then at the end of the day, it's a time and place for everything. You know, uh, most people, they see you and they automatically look and say, hey, where are the big booty girls? What do you think, at the strip club? <laughs> you know? You've never seen his wife? You've never seen his wife? She's a tall, slender, gorgeous woman, very classy. She's an attorney. Oh. Yeah, totally different than what they thought I was. Attaboy, Luke. Attaboy. Damn, there you go. Smart. Luke got a businesswoman because he is a businessman. One of the things that I want to do, Luke, before you leave, we got to put together some kind of Q&A because I want to give away a couple of your books. Luke is an author. And I think that everybody should read his books. So what kind of Luke trivia can you give him, Luke? And then you got to give us that. You got to give a couple beats and then give us the answers. Because if it's about you trivia, uh, yeah, do you could do music, music trivia? Because I don't, I probably don't know the answers. Okay, uh, here's an easy one. Uh, I give you an easy one. What part of Miami did I grow up in? If you listen to the podcast, you should know that answer. How many you want me to give you? Give me three. Okay, that's one. Um, all right, nothing they can find on Google because you know you can go. Well, you probably Google that. Uh, what was my What was my first album name? You probably Google. But then they'll probably get me mixed up with the two live crew, my album. Um, you need to answer though. Yeah, you got to get that. Oh, you need to answer too. Yeah, right, Sherry. We need to answer, right? No, I think I know that. Oh, okay. I, I thought you wanted him to say it for the for the for the video, but okay. Oh no, I was gonna yeah. say you're gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, what city did my record, my first record, get taken off the shelf? Oh. That's a good one. Thank you, Mr. Luther Campbell. So which book do you want me to give away? Uh, the Book of Luke. Okay. The Book of Luke. Speaking of the Book of Luke, I heard that Kanye is trying to do like the Book of Yeezy. Probably. Do you think well, he got that from you? Probably. I'm pretty sure. What do you think about him as a whole? Kanye West? Yeah. Kanye West is a uh, special. I think every, I think, uh, he's special. I mean, he's an artist. And let me let me just tell you, because I'm pretty sure people 
who hang out with me that think I'm weird. Most artists, especially musicians, are weird. Yeah. Very weird. I mean, when the, the best the best musicians and artists are weird as shit. And the ones who confine themselves are just, you know, uh, get control of, of who have people that protect them to be around them to not show that weird part. Like, like I take an example. If you know Whitney Houston, have any you have, you met Whitney Houston? Yes. Whitney Houston didn't talk slow. She talked fast, and she used every cuss word in the book. <laughs> Whitney Houston was I love her to death. Whitney Houston was as ghetto as they come. But she had a circle around her and protected her. The, the public did not see that part. She would cuss your ass out. Like, what the fuck are you looking at? Who the fuck are you? Like, I mean, you know, that's how, you know, so it, it's like uh, Kanye West. I, I just think he's such a brilliant artist. You know, uh, I can't say what a man should be married into, but I just think the reality shit is going to put a uh, is going to put a stain on his legacy, you know, because it's always is a catch, it's a reality catch. Because the, the motherfucker is talented, he is absolutely talented. You know what I'm saying? You at the White House with Trump, you know, and making yourself look foolish. A lot of times he makes himself look foolish, but it's because the people around him, I feel, are using him uh, for their own platform and, and he now caught up to this thing where he has to make a splash to, to do something crazy so people could think Kanye doing something crazy you know the, the kid is he's very very talented he's very talented and I just you know like Prince if you knew Prince if you hung out with Prince I've hung out with Prince a couple of times God bless his soul Prince you would think Prince is weird as shit I remember hanging out with Prince one time uh in Miami, and, and and we was right. He bought a club uh, on South Beach, a uh, club that most people call Mansion. Uh, he bought the club. Oh. We was riding around, and shit. Prince would go and Prince would ride around and get girls off the street and take them and do their hair. Like, <laughs> he'll get old Prince, and he'll take them in the room and do their hair. It's like, what the fuck is this? So you never knew what was going on with uh, you know. Weird, but again, that it wasn't like he was doing people here and putting the shit on camera. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, he would get in the, he would go to a club and, and if there was a band, he'd jump on the stage and start performing. I mean, like Floyd Mayweather, he'll be riding in the in the in the truck, he'll hop out the truck and start running. Like haul ass running. Man, I gotta get that work in. You know, so most very, very creative people are kind of weird people, like. I know I've got some weird shit. I don't think you're weird at all. Well, a lot of people probably got it. They got weird stories. They, I'm, I'm, uh, they say they, they have loop weird stories. Maybe I'm weird. Most of the time. Maybe I'm weird because I just never been able to see it. Hey. Yeah, you're probably weird too. <laughs> Uncle Luke, uh, it's your birthday versus uh, in the club. What did you think when you first heard 50 take your line me, and, and, and make it into, you know, make your, take your song and make it into one, a hotline for his song? I, I mean, you know, I like, I like the, the song. 
I mean, it, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't have any opinion of it. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I like music, so I'm a, I'm a music connoisseur. I love music, not like it. I love it. And so when people are being creative, whether they take a song of mine and be creative with the song, you know, I have an appreciation up for it. Uh, if it's whack, I'm gonna say it's whack. That was a classic song. Still is a classic song. I, I liked it. Um, uh, and uh, you know, hey, when people sample me, you know, if they sample me and it sounds horrible, I'd be like, this is trash. Uh, and nine times out of 10, most of the time I turn it down, uh, the release of the sample. Um, you know, it's, it's so I'll I, I be flattered. Like, like I give you a little story, uh, like yesterday, they had this, this big uh, Travis Scott uh, concert yesterday on Fortnite, which I never knew they could do that shit. Right. And my son was all excited about it. He was like, Daddy, Daddy, Travis Scott. You know, and, and so him and all his friends on there looking at the thing and they got the Fortnite, they, you know, they got him moving around and, and and him and his friends and they were like, yeah, 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 they get ready to say your dad name on shit on there. So I was like, I didn't even know you even know, I, you know, so you find out different things about kids, uh, but it's, it's, it's flattering. Uh, and for my kids, it's more flattering for them to see somebody that they like, or artists they like. To, be you know hollering the daddy name so that was that was kind of interesting that's cute my nieces and nephews actually recorded it and sent it to me because they said your name oh wow yeah that was cute yeah no cherry me and you were just talking about um parenting yes uncle luke can you cherry gave me some advice but i have two young sons and i want to know what kind of dad uncle luke is and you can help me out uh, my wife bought my daughter books for because she's growing up and maturing and going in while well, she's 10. So she got her books to understand her body. And I needed, she asked me, don't these boys need to know something too? And I was like, well, nobody really taught me anything. I just kind of, you know, figured it out as I went. You know, my sons are seven and five. Uh, what kind of parenting tips would you give well, Uncle Luke or Luther Campbell? give to yes luther because uncle luke is somebody totally different i don't know him right well i want to know both what would luke say well, and- I, I, I think it's i you know me with, with my son he's 10 years old he'll be 11 this year oh okay. um, i you know i let i let him uh you know he's the first uh, you know i got other kids but he's the first one i've been fortunate enough to have in the house with me and raised um and it is you know it, it's 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 a different. It's different. You you have a balance between the mama and the dad, and I always figure that that's really important. Uh, sometimes we have a tendency of you know being in relationships and we cut and run uh, for us, you know, because we want to be happy. Uh, when you have kids, it's not about you anymore. It's about the kid, and if most more of us take that approach then more African-American households will stay together and and will the product, our product and our offsprings will be, uh, have that balance to understand how to love a woman and a man. So it's a chemical imbalance. The, 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 the mother, we look at a football game, the first thing a, uh, a boy will say, hi mom, you know, uh, 
and you see a girl do some gymnastics, the first thing she'll say, hi, dad. You know, that's the balance because the mother, in my opinion, the mother loves that boy to death. Because, you know, and the mother nine times 10 is harder on the daughter. The dad is hard on the son and the mother is more uh, confident. So basically, the the mother is teaching the boy how to be loved by a woman. And the dad is teaching the girl how to be loved by a man. Because yeah. you have that balance. Because when you have, you know, not saying a single parent household can't find that, but you can find it in it. Because, you know, when a mother understands this is what it is, I can teach my daughter's son, you know, uh, you know, because this is understanding the situation that teaches them the balance, but it ain't nothing. That's why, uh, you know, uh, a, a man, you know, I, I tell, you know, I have to teach you how to be a man. Uh, so during the courses, you know, we do men things. I, I mean, we, we go out, you gotta be in some kind of activity. You gotta do some kind of sports. You know, you gotta be involved in some kind of, uh, group and, and, and the reason why I say sports, uh, whether you're sports or chess or some team type uh, sport, because you got to be able to know how to work with other people, you know. And uh, I'm always monitoring what he's doing, where is he hanging out, what he's looking at. You know, I, I do, uh, I play kind of jokes on him, uh, which, you know, we play a bunch of different jokes, uh, uh, but. I mean, raising raising the son is, you know, I probably spoil him to death. I'm gonna give my son just like you know, I have a, a one of my daughters that I'm real close with. Uh, I I mean, I spoil her because I always tell her I don't want no man to have to do nothing for you. You don't have to depend on no man to do nothing for you. You let a man know you got a daddy, and so now a man got to step his game up. Uh, as far as my son, it's more like. Same, you guys, you, you know, you you have responsibilities. You gotta take the garbage out. You got okay. Garbage. You gotta do responsible things. He's trying to ask you nicely. Basically, his son has been waking up with a heart on and does not know what's going on with his body. I told him, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to explain to the baby what's going on. Well, well, yeah, you go. We're gonna get to the point. You'll get to the point where we have. You'll get to the point where you have to talk to these these kids about uh, girls and and sex and things like that. Like I'll, I'll I'll mess with my son to see how far advanced he is. I'll say, "Hey, man, is uh, what that girl name is who like you in school?" No, no, daddy. You know. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I get. <laughs> yeah. I tell you that. You know, no girls in my room. You know, and, and stuff like that. So you kind of get that lets you know that they they still are not uh, they ain't thinking about the wrong thing. So now the boy waking up uh, and his body is then yeah you gotta explain to him okay this is what's going on with your body uh, and that's what uh, happens. But then ten years old is still so fragile. But what do you do? Like, you don't just let them wake up and have their first little wet dream and they didn't even know it was coming, right? You <laughs> yeah. to, like... Exactly. I mean, you, 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 you do have to 
I mean, it's a, I mean, we, we're not with our kids on a regular basis, on a daily basis. So it's just like when we were kids, mom and dad is pretty much overseers. So we don't know what they're looking at, what they're getting into, uh, or, or what they mind at. So it is based on indirect, organically, let me find out what's on your mind and what you're getting into. So, you know, again, you know, if, it, if you're getting that far advanced, then we need to have an advanced conversation. I would, I guess to answer the question. Uh, so what's going on? Okay, this is what's going on. This is what normally happens. Okay, but then if you, if the mind is still fragile, if the mind is still fragile, you gotta kind of watch. Uh, his baby's mind is definitely still fragile. He's only seven, but he's still waking up with his little pecker heart. That's interesting. And it's really uncomfortable for my wife more so than I think for the boy, cause she, still trying to get him dressed and she's like oh my god should i move it this way or should i i'm like just leave it alone yeah, I, I really told her, i said let them boys get their own self dress but that's a whole nother conversation yeah 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 yeah. mama's yeah. gonna be mama's <laughs> yeah you gotta let them dress up on me hey look put your clothes on boss that's me there's <laughs> a, a, a fight around here to put the lotion on <laughs> You know, and then I kind of remember in my mind, I guess it was a fight too, because I, I just remember, put the lotion on your elbow, lotion your knees, lotion it. So I probably was the same way. I mean, it's, you know, it, they're working, it, 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 again, it's not, I don't think it's anything to be alarmed about, because if you have a kid that's waking up uh, like that, but then his mind's still fragile, and he's not thinking about girls, or he's not going to sleep, looking at something that he shouldn't be looking at while mom and dad is in the room, uh, then, you know, it'll, it'll go past. It'll, 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 it'll So just ignore it and act like it don't hurt. It'll, 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 it'll be just like anything. It's a, a fad. I mean, these kids, I mean, that's why it's so unique when I'm raising my son. Like, there have been times where he just ate cereal every morning. Or he just didn't only wanted, only wanted one, one thing, uh, okay, he's just he's just gonna eat eat a, 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 a not a bologna, but a turkey sandwich, turkey sandwich, turkey sandwich dinner, turkey sandwich night, turkey sandwich, all he wanted. So it'd be weird. It's like, <laughs> kid, was I like that? You know. So the kids go through a fad before you know it, they'll move on to something else. And I didn't want to come across like being shallow, but I'm like, I wanted to just say like, girls are different, like. They develop different, like boys. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think back. I don't remember developing. I just remember I grew and I got facial hair and I, that, I don't remember nothing else to like worry about, like a, a, to teach somebody about. I, I, don't and I think when we got 13, when all, when we, shit, when boys get about 12, when they get about 12, and then they, 13 is a big number, I'm gonna be a teenager. Yeah. And then you go to looking and see if you got any hairs down there. And yeah. like, yeah, I got one hair. <laughs> you yeah. think, and before you know it, then you then, then you got the girls over the house with mom and dad gone, and then you don't know what you're doing then. And before you know it, you find out what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's it's a, you know I, I think at that age is it'll 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 pass. I want to change the subject real quick. Luke, you have made it known that artists, they need to come and ask for a pass before they can come in your city. Oh. Oh, yes. I, I think not, not necessarily a, a, a pass. I think uh, what has happened, uh, 
there's been a lot of artists coming into Miami and basically taking advantage of, of, of the city. They'll move here and they'll just set up shop as if they own the city, you know, and they just run around, you know, uh, they want to go into the hood, then they'll pump fake, like they're signing up uh, a rapper in the hood to get a ghetto pass and don't do nothing with the rapper just so that they can move around. Uh, you have a lot of artists that that's dealing with issues, uh, which has always been from wherever they live at, because they can't hang out in, in their town because somebody want to do something to them. And then they run to Miami and bring all the smoke down here. So, you know, those are the type of things. It's not no, like no, no, it's just a, a respect thing. I would never go to LA uh, and claim LA. You know, and I think it's a lot of artists that do that. And so I had to remind them, you know, or I had to remind them, y'all just visiting. And if you do want to move here, if you do want to move here, then be a part of society, be a, be a part of the community. And that means doing, you know, social things, being involved within the community. Don't just come in just to have a party and tear up the place and, and, and leave. You know what I'm saying? So respect, respect the place. Most people are, you know, are from someplace else, you know, and they move to a city and they live there and they get involved within the community, you know, and they are residents of, of the area, you know, whether they're giving out, helping the girls at, at, the, at the park, uh, selling ice cream or whatever, they're involved. But these guys come down here and um, they just, you know, they're very disrespectful. And then you have a lot of people that bring them down here. So I remind them all the time. But I think, you know, I'm, you know, and that's one of the other things is, is I was I'm like, okay, I need to get back. I wasn't gonna get back heavy into the music business, uh, but it's just so many artists down here that's getting overlooked. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's bad. I mean, it's a lot of talented people uh, that I feel like getting overlooked. And I think it's my responsibility since ain't nobody else gonna do it. You know, everybody else is putting everybody else on and bringing them down here, showcasing Miami. So I'm like, okay, let me just go and uh, give some of these artists an opportunity. So, uh, Kim, this is going to play good on the uh, best of radio show, Cherry Start. But I, I, I want to get Uncle Luke, and I want to get the Cherry that I be talking to on the on the, on the phone here and there for this for this little segment, Luke. Uh, this is called True, False, or End. All right, so I'm just going to ask you some things that I see or think or talk about or hear about. Just you just tell me true, false, or end. Uh, when black people say, mind you, that means the story is about to get good. True, false, or in? Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's almost like but. Ain't nothing good come out the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it, but. Right. But it's not good. All right, here we go. True, false, or in? Stomachs don't belong in leggings. True. Say that again. Stomachs don't belong in leggings. Oh, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. All right, here we go. This is going to be an interesting one. Uh, women have three types of panties. Uh, period panties, chilling panties, and getting some dick panties. I might have to edit it out for the show. True, false, and 
false. I always have one that's wrong. Yeah, Cherry is an expert in that. She finally had a kid. I always thought Cherry, I, I always thought she was a virgin. Really? You just, yeah. Is that yeah. why you, you ruined every relationship I ever had? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> it was on purpose. Was it really? Yeah. Okay, sorry, we, we went AWAR with the game, but yeah, he ruined every-, every Back to the game, back to the game. Uh, yeah, False. Was, yeah, that really caught, that really <laughs> caught me off, yeah. Well, He's okay. He's shocked right now. Yeah, really. <laughs> what, did he know I was a murderer? to ruin my relationships? No, I'm going back to the thong panties one, but let's go. All right, let's move on. Uh, yeah, the thong, well, yeah, was, what, I never knew it was, I thought you just get naked. There wasn't no such thing as panties to have sex with. Three type of panties, period, chilling. They said period panties, chilling panties, and, and panties that get some dick, so. I'm gonna say false. Okay. And I'll just give a last one. Put that thing aside. It's the only kind. You pull it to the side, and okay. Last one. Men that eat boneless chicken wings close the fridge with their hips. True, false, or and? True. I never. And I don't know if I got in. I guess I say in. I never. I never even thought about that. That's, cherry. That's for cherry. You made these up, cherry. No, I didn't. I never Sadly, heard. they come from me, Luke. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh no! I, yeah, I never, I never thought about that. One. That's creative. I never thought. About I'm gonna that. be watching the way dudes eat from now on. Though I'm gonna be like, them got bones in it, or is them boneless? I know, right? I never even thought about that. I guess I'll probably do some weird things too. One more. Don't trust a man that don't trust Cherry. You tell me this too. Don't trust a man that say sis. Oh, I mean, true. Okay. Don't trust a man that says this. I don't know. Uh, maybe false. It depends on how he says it. But you just said it kind of gay. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it depends on how he says sis. If he'd be like, oh, that's my sis. I mean, then I trust him because Tuan calls me a sister. Right. But yeah, if but... he says, yes, sis, mm -mm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just say Ann, Luke. Just say Ann. I'm, I'm a uh, Ann. <laughs> I'm a dude, so I, I don't know. That's uh, that's an interesting one. I, I I don't. I guess I don't pay attention to dudes that much. Yeah, me either. I can't answer to it. I, I'm not. Look at you know, there thinking. Crook, crooked dudes is a hey, when they. Babe and all that shit like that when they get ready to go in, when they're moving too fast, I guess they might say sis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is my little sister, but I really want to fuck her. Luke has never called me sis. No. Know. So, no. Luke, before you leave, will you do me a favor? Will you give us yes. another drop while all three of us are on the camera and just say your name and what you're doing right now? However you want to say it. Say what now? You want to give you a drop? Yeah, just a drop. Hey, my name is Uncle Luke, and I'm here on the. And Cherry didn't tell me the name of the show. Cherry's world. 
Cherry's World podcast. Cherry's World is Cherry's World, and Cherry is the girl. Hey, I'm Uncle Luke, and I'm on Cherry's World. I love being on Cherry's World. Oh, Cherry's World loves you. Thank you so much for being here, Luke. I hope you'll come back one day. Yes, I will to tell some revealing stories. What kind of? If I had my drinks. If I had a drink, then I'd be telling everything. It'd be a tell-all. Well, maybe we need to have Luke back for a tell-all after the whole COVID is over. I'll send some drinks over to your house and we'll see what happens. Wait, what kind of tell-all though? Like, am I too young for this? Or are you? We'll we'll discuss it next time I'm on. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink one with you, Luke. Are you telling on me? Please do. I'm already drinking. (laughs) That's a big answer. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. I love you. Thanks for meeting. Nice, nice meeting you, sir. It's nice to meet you, Luke. And just so you know, when you left my spa, somebody said, "Oh my God, that's Uncle Luke." And my daughter was like, "Yeah, that's my uncle." That's crazy. How your daughter doing? She's doing good? Bad. She Great. good, but she bad. That's good. Be bad. <laughs> Okie doke. I love you. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. 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 Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.